Four Riddles from Rhyme and Reason by Lewis Carroll. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Michael Maggs. Four Riddles. These consist of two double acrostics and two charades. Number one was written at the request of some young friends who had gone to a ball at an Oxford commemoration and also as a specimen of what might be done by making the double acrostic a connected poem, instead of what it has hitherto been, a string of disjointed stanzas on every conceivable subject, and about as interesting to read straight through as a page of a cyclopaedia. The first two stanzas describe the two main words, and each subsequent stanza one of the cross lights. Number two was written after seeing Miss Ellen Terry perform in the play of Hamlet. In this case, the first stanza describes the two main words. Number three was written after seeing Miss Marion Terry perform in Mr. Gilbert's play of Pygmalion and Galatea. The three stanzas respectively describe my first, my second, and my whole. One. There was an ancient city, stricken down with a strange frenzy, and for many a day they paced from morn to eve the crowded town, and danced the night away. I asked the cause. The aged man grew sad. They pointed to a building, grey and tall, and hoarsely answered, Step inside, my lad, and then you'll see it all. Yet what are all such gaieties to me, whose thoughts are full of indices and surds, x squared plus 7x plus 53 equals 11 over 3. But something whispered, it will soon be done, bands cannot always play nor ladies smile. Endure with patience the distasteful fun for just a little while. A change came o'er my vision, it was night. We clove a pathway through a frantic throng, the steeds, wild plunging, filled us with a fright. The chariots whirled along. Within a marble hall a river ran, A living tide, half muslin and half cloth, And here one mourned a broken wreath or fan, Yet swallowed down her wrath. And here one offered to a thirsty fair, His words half drowned amid those thunders tuneful, Some frozen viand, there were many there, A toothache in each spoonful. There comes a happy pause, for human strength will not endure to dance without cessation, and every one must reach the point at length of absolute prostration. At such a moment, ladies learn to give to partners who would urge them overmuch a flat and yet decided negative. Photographers love such. There comes a welcome summons. Hope revives, and fading eyes grow bright, and pulses quicken. Incessant pops the corks, and busy knives dispense the tongue and chicken. Flushed with new life, the crowd flows back again, and all is tangled talk and mazy motion, much like a waving field of golden grain or a tempestuous ocean. And thus they give the time that nature meant for peaceful sleep and meditative snores, to ceaseless din and mindless merriment and waste of shoes and floors. 
and one we name him not that flies the flowers that dreads the dancers and that shuns the salads they doom to pass in solitude the hours writing acrostic ballads how late it grows the hour is surely past that should have warned us with its double knock the twilight wanes and morning comes at last oh uncle what's the clock the uncle gravely nods and wisely winks it may mean much but how is one to know he opes his mouth yet out of it methinks no words of wisdom flow two Empress of art, for thee I twine this wreath with all too slender skill. Forgive my muse each halting line, and for the deed accept the will. O oh, day of tears, whence comes this spectre grim, parting like death's cold river, souls that love? Is not he bound to thee as thou to him, by vows unwhispered here, yet heard above? and still it lives that keen and heavenward flame lives in his eye and trembles in his tone and these wild words of fury but proclaim a heart that beats for thee for thee alone but all is lost that mighty mind or throne like sweet bells jangled piteous sight to see doubt that the stars are fire so runs his moan Doubt truth herself, but not my love for thee. A sadder vision yet, thine aged sire Shaming his hoary locks with treacherous wile, And dost thou now doubt truth to be a liar? And wilt thou die, that hast forgot to smile? Nay, get thee hence, leave all thy winsome ways And the faint fragrance of thy scattered flowers, In holy silence, wait the appointed days and weep away the leaden-footed hours three the air is bright with hues of light and rich with laughter and with singing young hearts beat high in ecstasy and banners wave and bells are ringing but silence falls with fading day and there's an end to mirth and play ah well a day rest your old bones ye wrinkled crones the kettle sings, the firelight dances. Deep be it quaffed the magic draught that fills the soul with golden fancies. For youth and pleasance will not stay, and ye are withered, worn and grey. Ah, oh, well a day. O fair cold face, O form of grace for human passion madly yearning, O weary air of dumb despair, from marble one to marble turning, leave us not thus we fondly pray we cannot let thee pass away ah well a day four my first is singular at best more plural is my second my third is father pluralest so plural plural i protest it scarcely can be reckoned my first is followed by a bird my second by believers in magic art my simple third follows too often hopes absurd and plausible deceivers my first to get at wisdom tries a failure melancholy my second men revered as wise 
My third from heights of wisdom flies to depths of frantic folly. My first is ageing day by day. My second's age is ended. My third enjoys an age, they say, that never seems to fade away those centuries extended. My whole, I need a poet's pen to paint her myriad faces. The monarch and the slave of men, a mountain summit, and a den of dark and deadly mazes. A flashing light, a fleeting shade, beginning, end, and middle of all that human heart hath made or wit devised. Go, seek her aid, if you would read my riddle. End of Four Riddles